Hello. Hello. Hi and welcome to Pomcast. This is the podcast brought to you by Pom Pom Quarterly Magazine. We're back with another bonus short rose episode and even more special. I'm joined by a guest host who is the lovely Amy Collins. Hello. Hi. Amy does a lot of behind the scenes work. You might have met her at a knitting festival. Yeah. Uh, you m- most uh, frequently you're at Ravel. Mm-hmm. That's where you used to uh, reside. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Lydia is now, well, Lydia's in Austin, isn't she? She is, yeah, very exciting. So uh, we have Amy. I'm very pleased you could join us on the oh, podcast. Lovely to be joining you. Yeah, she's been in the background for many recordings, so now you're <laughs> here on the mic. And yeah, by the way, I'm Sophie Scott, if you didn't already know. And uh, what have we got for this episode? Amy, what are you uh, joining in on this week? Well, we have two mini interviews coming up from the lovely Fiona Alice and Emily Foden of Viola Yarns, and lots of nitty Christmassy news coming your way. Oh boy! Well, let's launch straight into news then, because uh, I hear there's a big old party coming up. There is. So the annual pom pom Christmas party. I mean, have you guys got your tickets? Have you got yours, Amy? I do. Yes. <laughs> By default, we have first, tickets. First on the list. <laughs> Excellent. Also, because you're an A, like A Collins. Exactly. Yeah. That's why it works. Um, so what can the people expect? Well, we have our lovely sponsors, the Fibre Company, Big Tree Yarns and John Arbin Textiles. Um, so there'll be lots of yarn treats from them. And if people have got their eye on knitting something from the new issue of Pom Pom, then there's definitely going to be yarns to choose from. Uh, the Fibre Company bringing Road to China light Ooh. for the amazing brioche hat. That is nice. I was playing with that. I say playing. I was wearing it and thinking how good the hat felt on my head earlier and it's it's so silky and delicious it is the softest sample i think yeah so that would be nice um and then other stands we've got francesca hughes uh with lots of her new patterns and hopefully if we're lucky we'll catch a glimpse of her new cardigan design with this warp balls yarn which i'm very excited about um and beyond measure some haberdashery treats i'm excited about those Mm. guys they make like very lovely sort of wood and like nice leather very bespoke elegant but like quite traditional but modern i think to put all the you know similes together or like <laughs> for <laughs> adjectives together to make it sound nice yeah i'm excited about those guys definitely yeah and they're coming up with some exclusive uh designs and oh. looks for the party even better yeah i'm hoping to perhaps purchase something for my mum yeah for Christmas this is then. good this is what the party's good for the pop-up exactly. market not just grif- gifts for Sophie's, any <laughs> gifts for, for all the friendies. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. So we've got a mini pop-up market, but what's a party without food and drinks? <laughs> well, this year people can bring your own booze. Hey, well. Which uh, is a bonus. That is a bonus. <laughs> bring your own bonus. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> Uh, but food-wise, what can people expect? Um, well, we have um, the amazing Toasties catering company coming. Well, we know these are going to be a favourite of ours, even before we've t- tried them, because we love Toasties at POM. Yeah, and I have sampled one of their Toasties recently. Oh, good. The amazing Applewood smoked cheddar and maple syrup and bacon number. This is great. I'm so glad you took mm-hmm. your job seriously, Amy, to <laughs> go out to the line, this line of work and exactly. test them. <laughs> Oh, excellent. So there's also going to be door prizes and a charity raffle for the uh, Refugee Council. So you can win some lovely things and feel good about it at the same time. And we're going to have live music. Who's the who's the band? Who's on the set list? We have various guises. 
who are a duo, Mayor and Blanche, and they're a folk duo mm-hmm. um, with amazing harmonies, and yeah, very excited to see them. I do like the name Various Geysers, because they're like, who's the band? They're like, oh, Various Geysers. <laughs> That's actually their name. <laughs> very exciting. But what, what's a party without a little goodie bag? Yeah, indeed. If you're in one of the first 150 people through the door, then you'll be receiving a lovely goodie bag full of lots of yarny treats and something very special that uh, we've collaborated on with Juju Vale. Oh, we know and love Juju. I mean, you guys, if you listen to the podcast, you know and love her too. So, All good things. Well, it's exciting. And uh, people can buy their tickets. They go to the Pom Pom website. So that's pompommag.com forward slash shop. And you'll see many magazines and also the tickets available there. But if you're feeling lucky, you could enter our Instagram competition, which is going to be launching same time as this podcast is going out, and go to the Pom Pom Instagram account, which is Pom Pom Mag. Yes, nothing else, no dots in there. <laughs> I was thinking, like, do I need to add anything on there? No, it's at Pom Pom Mag. And we're going to have a little competition there where you and Frank can win tickets to the party. Yay, come Hooray. party with Pom Pom. Come party with Pom Pom. That's a good tagline. I like it. Hashtag that. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um... So, you know, Christmas is the time for giving, Amy, as well, isn't it? It is, yes. So what can the... Uh, we're talking, it's talking about the Pom Shop. What else can people find on there? What other treats? Well, after you've picked up your uh, Christmas party tickets... Oh, we, yeah. Saying, yeah. <laughs> we have some subscription gift sets and cards just launched. Um, and we've been working with the lovely Julie Asselin on an exciting bespoke pom-pom colour. I love this colour. Yes, Let's talk more about it. It is suitably festive. Uh, named mulled wine, inspired by the colours of various colours of mulled wine. Yeah. Um, and it's lovely kind of pinky red with hints of orange, and each skein is slightly different. Um, and that is a perfect one one skein project for the Calder shawl from issue nineteen as well. Um, so yeah, that's a lovely gift. You can get it with the magazine just as a one off, or if you want a subscription, then that's perfect. Present. I mean, who wouldn't want to find that under the tree? Like, it's Christmas Day, you're opening up, you've got your magazine, what do I knit? I just want a little, like, selfish bit of knitting for the Christmas period. You've got your yarn, you've got your pattern, beautiful, elegant shawl. Yeah, and we have refined our packaging uh, skills so that it looks just like a Christmas cracker. Yes, there was, uh, <laughs> you know, a lot of, like, intense uh, blueprints drawn up. We got the whiteboard out. Like, no, what about a cracker? In the perfect shade of tissue paper colour, mulled wine, of course. Of course. (laughs) All the things you've come to expect. But if you've already got your issue 19 set up, we also have some Take Heart sets. Uh, So these have been lovingly selected. We've done some colour combos for you guys of the Chester Basin mitts and hats from uh, the set from Take Heart. So it's got this amazing, like, textured, I think it's called Corn on the Cob Stitch that Fiona calls it. So we've got like a, a fun colour and a neutral um, for you to choose from. Yeah, very excited about that. I think that was one of the first yarns that Fiona settled on when we were doing working on the Take Heart book because she was so excited when she saw it at Edinburgh Yarn Festival. Yeah. So to have gone back and looked at the all the different shades they have, it's been great fun. Yeah, and that's the, the border mill, I don't know if I said that yet, which is amazing, like tweedy alpaca yarn. So yeah, you get the two skeins of yarn, enough to make the hat and the mitt. And you also get a copy of Take Heart. Yay. Hey, you know what happened this time last year? That was a smooth segue, right? <laughs> well, speaking of Fiona, of course, Take Heart was released uh, at a Christmas party last year. It was. 
Wow. Remember those days? Oh, can't days. a year ago. I know. <laughs> so we thought it would be nice to catch up with Fiona and see what she'd been doing uh, since the release of Take Heart. So we did talk to uh, Fiona last year. Uh, it was podcast 19, if you want to catch up with that. Um, but let's see. Let's see what Fiona's been up to now. We had a little Skype with her all the way from Canada. So again... Skype disclaimer, there's a little bit of echo. It sort of does go into a sort of Daft Punk electro sounding bit as well. <laughs> but I think that's quite fun. And uh, you, you can tell what she's saying. That's the main thing. Uh, so, yeah, let's catch up with Fiona. podcast interview we're joined by the lovely Fiona Alice all the way from Canada hi hi how's the weather over there in Nova Scotia um it's starting to get cold we've had a very like mild few weeks but we're starting to see um a bit of snow so it's overcast this morning and there's actually a few flurries floating down good that's good you have very technical I think we've talked about this before you and I about your uh, classifications of snow. <laughs> yes, there's all different sorts here. Okay, so a flurry, so that's what, quite light then, right? Yes, dainty, yeah, not covering the ground much, but um, yeah, it's a nice feeling, especially on um, on a lazy Sunday. Oh, nice, which is indeed what this day is, is we're having a chat. Uh, so people who don't know you, and they, they damn should by now, uh, you are the... <laughs> The author, the designer, the uh, the knitter of uh, the book Take Heart, which we released uh, pretty much one year around now. So that's very exciting. Yeah. Be... Congratulations. Thank you so much. Happy anniversary. <laughs> Yay. Uh, so what, what have your highlights been of this past year since its release? Um, I would say it's definitely been a, like, a really big treat to take it to... Um, some of the shows um and for me to be there and also meet the knitters and also see some of my like designs um in person on um on knitters and to see them very excited about the book i know that um we were both at um unravel in edinburgh which are some of my favorite shows in the uk and um i've known you've taken it elsewhere without me and i'm sad that i haven't been able to be at that shows but then um it was nice to rejoin um lydia in uh, New York for Rhinebeck and my first time at that uh, festival and so that was a lot of fun to promote the book there and meet some uh, um, enthusiastic American knitters so yeah oh, nice. I would say yeah I would say meeting the knitters in person and seeing them excited um, would be like the best thing about it cool what have you been up to in this year what what sort of adventures have you been on um well I guess after Take Heart, it was kind of nice that I could kind of put my needles down a bit. So I've been, um, while I was still in London, I was traveling. So doing like some weekend trips and some holidays kind of around Europe since um, I felt like I didn't really leave London much while I was there. Um, And so I've since, um, I'm back home in Nova Scotia right now. Um, I came back this summer. So I've also been able to like promote Take Heart on the East Coast a bit and um, get some local yarn shops on the East Coast excited about it. Um, 
Yeah. So yeah, kind of a bit more travel. Um, and I've been able to travel too, since I've come home, I went out and hung out at, um, Knit City in Vancouver and I had never been to Vancouver before. And then also down to Rhinebeck, that was a first. So, um, it's nice that I'm able to kind of come back home and do some different festivals, um, and see some different places. It's nice that you're continuing the theme of the book because it is that idea of like, uh, your travels from London through to, you know, from Canada through to London and the transatlantic nature of the book is still sort of following that, that, that ideal yeah. really. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of come back to, um, come back to Canada in a way. And that like, of course I'd love to come back to London as well in the future. Um, yeah. So we'll see what, um, next year's plans hold for me. So hopefully there'll be some more travel. Yeah. Well, we'd, we'd love to have you back in London, of course. That goes without saying. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so at the moment, um, we're running a Take Heart Knit Along over the holidays to celebrate the book. Uh, so are you casting on anything? Uh, people, if they've looked at our Instagram takeover, they might know. Um, so if they haven't, what are you working on right now? Um, well, yeah, for those who saw my Instagram takeover, they probably saw my in-progress Take Heart hat. Um, the original... Um, lives with the samples and um lives with you guys so yeah. <laughs> yeah it was fun to um so I just actually cast off and washed it the uh this week so now it's just a choice of pom-pom um so I just finished that um so I've got a few small projects that I want to get on my needles I think I definitely need the Queensland beach headband for myself this is all very like selfish knitting by the way um so yeah, the headband, and then I think um, I think next will be um, the Caswell Bay fingerless mitts. Um, I'm kind of an addict when it comes to fingerless mitts. I really like wearing them um, through the winter, just you know having my hands in my pockets and having my mitts on. Um, so I definitely need a pair of those. Awesome. Most of my my um, winter wardrobe and a lot of my stuff is in storage in London at the moment. So I am missing my winter woolies so I mean it's a perfect excuse to cast on some things for myself again <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's the mark of a transatlantic knitter you know not only <laughs> she got skeins from everywhere she's got woolen knits in every state and continent <laughs> time zone <laughs> yeah it's been fun reuniting myself with my um my yarn stash here um I'm finding stuff that I totally forgot about and also sweaters I found one the other day a sweater that I never wore and totally forgot that I had made. So um, putting that in my closet. Yeah, that's like a little treat to yourself. Like, oh, I finished knitting this. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> so you did say you're doing some selfish knitting from the book, but I think one of the nice things about the Take Heart patterns is that they're on the smaller side, so they're good for gift knitting. So, you know, if people are doing that over the festive period, what would you recommend from the book? Um, yeah, I think the three that I mentioned are like some of my favorite pieces. Um, yeah. And two, like, I think a really nice set or even, you know, I wish that I had someone to knit these for me, um, would be like the Chester Bay, um, or Chester Basin hat and mitten set. Um, they're incredibly cozy. And I know, especially in Canada and the States, like where we're seeing snow, um, I know London, not so much, but, um, yeah, especially on this side of the Atlantic. I think those would be really cozy and lovely knits to receive. And um, yeah, fairly simple um, technique involved. So fairly quick to knit up. Nice. All right. Well, 
So we're, we're very much on a knitting and transatlantic theme with this uh, chat. So you were mentioning about uh, traveling this year and you've been to like Europe and you went to, uh, I think, like Iceland and Finland and Estonia. I've been very jealous mm-hmm. of all your photos on Instagram. Um, and the cool thing about these countries, of course, is they have their own kind of textile history. So could you tell us a little bit more about your adventures there and your inspirations, I suppose, that you found there? Um, yeah, just being absolutely blown away with like, um, the colors in the natural landscape. I mean, Iceland is, I was there like late January, so it was, um, dark for most of the day. Um, but when the sun would rise, just these kind of like creamy, like pinks and soft blues that would kind of, you know, paired with like the white snow and then the black, like volcanic earth, like just seeing these colors in person and just, you know, I've never like experienced a landscape or colors like that before. Um, and then, you know, going into Reykjavik and going to yarn shops, but also secondhand shops and buying, you know, um, some of the famous, um, sweaters and, um, yeah, it was really nice to see like the yarn kind of in its natural cultural habitat and also like meeting people who are wearing sweaters like these, like the traditional Icelandic sweaters that have been passed down throughout their family or their grandmother made them. Um, and very similar, like um, in Finland and Estonia, um, I was able to go to Muhu Island. And so you see some of these colorful um, it was Muhu Island, especially was another like burst of like color. Um, a lot of the embroidery and knitting are so vivid and shocking. Um, but um, yeah, it was nice to see it in person and nice to see like the landscape that people were inspired by um, that kind of produce these traditional knits. Um, and then, and also to like not knitting related, just being inspired by, you know, architecture, landscape, um, Finland was a bit different. It's kind of very minimal, but it's very beautiful that way as well. Um, I was also in Sicily, um, but I mean, that, like I felt felt inspiration from a lot of the places we visited, a lot of like the tile and mosaic work, and of course, like the cathedrals and the churches that are just like awe-inspiring in itself. Um, Yeah, for like craftsmanship and... um, so I've kind of got a bunch of different ideas floating around in my head. Um, and it was very lovely to be able to get some experience. And um, some of these places I was able to visit with um, friends who are from there. So it was also nice to be shown around with um, with a local tour guide. That sounds amazing. Uh, so when you say you've had your inspiration, some ideas, is there anything you can reveal, like knitting plans wise? Well, I've got a few like new patterns in the work. Um, I'm hoping to kind of release just some like small self-published things. It's been a while since I've released anything like through Ravelry. Um, I've been either mostly working, you know, Take Heart took so long and then I've been kind of submitting with magazines again, but I'd like to self-publish a few ideas. Um, But none of these are really based on um, my kind of recent travels. Um, But I am kind of thinking that... um, I don't know. It might even be like um, kind of a to take these inspirations um, and motivations from these European travels and kind of maybe do another collection like Take Heart. And whereas like Take Heart was my travels from Canada to London and then maybe do um, kind of a collection inspired by my travels from London and kind of beyond into Europe. 
Um, so I love to like use um, kind of some local European um, uh, yarns from those places I was able to visit. Um, I definitely stop at each and every yarn shop that I can find along the way. Um, and I brought home lots of souvenirs. So yeah, and then maybe use inspiration, whether it's color or texture that I found in the landscape, kind of pull those into different different designs. So who knows? I've kind of, yeah, nothing's concrete, but I've got a lot of ideas floating around in my head for the new year. Exciting. Well, I look forward to seeing it all. I'm sure we'll be bringing the breaking knitting news from Fiona Alice in the future. Um, of course. Yeah. So that's kind of that sounds cool. That sounds like you've got some busy busy plans for 2017 already. Um, but I was going to say, have you got any New Year's nitolutions? Because we always like to do that at the end of the year. Uh, the phrase that rolls off the tongue, uh, nitolution. So your resolutions for your knitting life. Oh my gosh, I would really love to like. I know most knitters might not say this, but I would really love to like clean up my yarn stash. I feel like I've especially now that I'm home in Canada, I've got stuff that's been sitting here uh, for, for a few years now. <laughs> Was that <laughs> you doing the maths, right? You were like, <laughs> Yeah, I'm just like, I'm in my studio right now and I'm kind of surrounded by it and it's all just like piled um, or uh, yeah, <laughs> it's everywhere. Um, but either just either find um, some places to donate a lot of yarn as well. I'd like to give a lot of it away because um, it's stuff that I haven't touched in years and I just don't think that I will, but um, I think it should be out there and I think it should be used. So um, I think that is a plan for the new year and also kind of just pare down to like um, keep my favorites, um, keep some like special memento yarns, but um, yeah, kind of let free um, the rest of it because um, I've certainly held on to it long enough. That sounds good. That sounds kind of cathartic, like a good start to the new year, like clearing out some space, you know. Yeah, hopefully space for more yarn, but yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Oh, cool. Excellent. Well, it's been great knowing uh, a little bit more about what you've been up to since Take Heart and what your plans are for the new year. So uh, thanks for chatting with us, Fiona. Yeah, thanks for calling, Sophie. Hey, any, no props, any time. Let's do it again sometime. Of course. <laughs> All right, well, uh, if people want to keep in touch with you, uh, we've mentioned your Instagram. What was that one? What's the uh, handle on that again? Uh, it's Fiona underscore Alice underscore. Fantastic. And is that that's the best way to keep up to date with your knits and uh, kittens? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I would say that's the best. Um, I'm also trying in progress since I'm home redoing my website so that's um, fionaalice.com um, but yeah I think the most important stuff like photos of cats and knitting um, I would say head over to my Instagram awesome all right well uh, take care and stay warm and uh, happy knitting you too Sophie all right speak soon bye bye Fiona for joining us on this 
Skype. It was lovely to catch up with her Hello. and see what she's been up to. Um, don't forget that you can buy your copy of Take Heart from the Pom Pom Shop at pompommag.com slash shop. And, of course, join in the knit-along fun that we have on Ravelry at the moment. So the fun thing with this, with the knit-along, not only can you submit things you're doing now, it's the first Pom knit-along where we're allowing people to submit things from Take Heart that they've already put in a knit-along forum. Win-win. Win, yeah, win-win, because you can win. What do projects mean? Oh, um, what are our prizes? We've got some lovely yarn from Handmaiden, mm -hmm. the Lady Godiva yarn, which um, Fiona used originally for the Caswell Bay hat and mitten set. Right. Um, we also have, oh, the amazing Sweet Georgia Trinity Worsted. Really for the Martinique Beach Yeah, curl. that's gorgeous. I love the colours yes. in that one, yeah. That's been on my queue list for, well, mm -hmm. oh, a year. <laughs> yeah. Almost exactly a year. Um, and last but not least, we also have the Illimani yarn, their Silky Baby Llama, which was used for the cover star headband mm. um, in a lovely sort of pale grey, very Fiona. Fiona approved grey, yes. Mm -hmm. Excellent. And uh, you've been joining in. You've been doing a little bit of something for the net along. Yes, yeah. I'm starting a uh, Caswell Bay hat and mitten set for myself. Bit of selfish knitting yeah, you there. Need, you need a bit of that. You need um, the balance. Yeah, I was lucky uh, to pick up some Morsberg DK from the lovely Emily Foden Viola, and I think that's going to be a nice little peachy set. It's going to be peachy. Uh, it is going to be really peachy. <laughs> <laughs> the colour's peach. You can't see it. We're looking at the screen right now. So that was the that was the joke. <laughs> but hey, here's another excellent segue. Almost as if we planned it. We now have an interview with Emily Foden of Viola. Yay. So we have Lydia um, in spirit and in recording format for this podcast. Uh, so this was when Lydia was over in Rhinebeck. Yeah. Yeah, her and uh, Rachel Coopy had an amazing road trip up after Rhinebeck all the way to uh, visit Emily in Canada. And they got to do some fun dyeing and see her process a new studio in the works. We were all very jealous. Yeah. So yeah, Lydia and I spoke to Emily uh, Podcast 17, if you want to have a listen to that. So yeah, it's been nice. We've, not only have we had the uh, Canadian theme, mm. this uh, podcast, we've also got like catching up with old nitty friends. Yeah. So um, yeah, here's Lydia and Emily having a little chat. So I'm here in Morsberg with Emily Foden of, uh, wait, Viola, because mm -hmm. I will say Viola by accident, but I think Viola, um, and we are sitting at the moment in her dyeing studio, so it's a little bit echoey in here, but I kind of thought it would be nice to do the recording down here, and we thought about putting blankets over our heads, but <laughs> <laughs> that would block our view of all the cool stuff. Yeah, it would be silly. <laughs> So hello, Emily. Hello, Lydia. <laughs> so Emily and her mum have been uh, kind enough to have me and Rachel here for a few days. And we've had such a lovely time, uh, including doing some dyeing. Yes. <laughs> so much fun. <laughs> yeah, we made um, we made some cool purples. Mm -hmm. And I made what I wanted to be a kind of autumn maple leaf colour. Which was a complete success, I think. Okay. It's like... <laughs> The leaf disappears when you put it on the yarn. <laughs> we'll take some pictures to try and prove it, but I must say um, Emily's guiding force was very important in making that happen. Um, yeah, so I know that we've interviewed you before. Mm -hmm. oh, there's a little car going past there. Uh, we've interviewed you before for the podcast, um, but since then lots of things have happened. 
And yeah, so I was wondering if you might want to tell us kind of the story behind the studio that we're now sitting in. Definitely. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think when I spoke to you girls in London a year ago, um, this process was sort of, it was just starting Mm -hmm. and I didn't really even know how it was all going to come together or what it was going to be like. Mm -hmm. I just knew that um, I was building this studio um, in the middle of nowhere in the side shed of a really old house that used to be a general store. So yeah, now a year later, there's a new cement floor and there's wall boards and there's electricity and running water and <laughs> it's like uh yeah we dragged it into the modern world a little bit yeah um but it still feels I think like it's part of uh the history of the house a little bit yeah yeah it's been cool being here and seeing you know what looks like bits of the what used to be the general store mm-hmm. and still in your in your living room yes that remain and will stay as long as we're here because it's so fantastic yeah. yeah and just talking to you over the far, past few days it sounds like the local community have been like there's lots of kind of skilled craftspeople in the area who've helped out mm-hmm. so it's been really special yeah like the best that we could use local materials and mm-hmm. local people and they all were so excited to participate and understand what on earth was going on here because <laughs> everyone was very confused yep. <laughs> but yeah they're they're so supportive and um yeah and really talented capable people so we chose to be in a great place yeah mm-hmm. and we we just missed uh, your party so it was a couple of weeks ago now Mm-hmm. And I understand you had a band playing and everything. <laughs> yes, yes. There are local talents beyond woodworking and building. Um, so many talented local musicians. So we had this great big band, five guys who played like classic folk music, mm. English folk. And um, the store had all the furniture pushed away to the side and there was a great big dance party going on. <laughs> and uh, you were telling us about the donuts that you went to great lengths to get. Oh, very great lengths. Yes. Yeah. So we're also lucky enough to live amongst a big Amish community. And they happen to, amongst their many talents, baking. Baking is very high up there. So um, one woman was kind enough to make us 100 maple donuts for the morning of the party that were Brilliant. gobbled up very quickly. <laughs> Because we are right in the heart of maple country. (laughs) So much. Everything is maple. (laughs) (laughs) Which I can definitely get on board with. (laughs) Yeah, I never get tired of it. I get to have maple syrup all the time. (laughs) It was the thing I missed so much about Canada when I lived in England was maple syrup. It's true, we don't have nearly as much maple syrup as you guys have. Many wonderful things. Yes, not maple syrup. We've got Marmite, you've got maple syrup. Oh, Marmite. (laughs) I'll bring some next time. Um, yeah, so I guess you're kind of back working as a dyer now, whereas mm-hmm. you had a few years out in in the UK. How does it feel? You... It feels good. Yeah. It definitely feels good. It was so strange at first. Mm-hmm. It felt a little bit like I hadn't missed a beat. Like, yeah. um, living in England was just this dream that mm-hmm. lasted for, you know, two and a half years, and then mm-hmm. it was back to what I had left behind. Um, so nice that I didn't forget how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it still came back and I still really enjoy the creative process. Um, and working in this new studio is going to be brilliant because I have so much more space. It's a much better setup that I've got to design and make work for me rather than the makeshift space I had before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm actually, now that the party's over, it's taken a lot of energy and now I'm looking forward to 
getting stuck into real work and seeing what happens next. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's been interesting. I sort of wish I'd been recording earlier because you were talking about um, making different colours and I was asking whether or not you had like, recipes, you know, because I know that you make repeatable colours but that they're mm-hmm. slightly different every time and that you just do the kind of speckles by eye. Yes. Yeah, and I was, when we were, you know, dying together yesterday, I was like, wow, I'm really not. <laughs> that's funny it's only come to me through making all of the possible mistakes Mm. and all the different mushy brown colors Mm. that weren't expected (laughs) and then I yeah just really really slowly developed a way that I like to do things and it's been working and but it's never ending like yeah and that's another reason why the colors don't really stay the same is because I think oh well what would happen if I did this to that color now and and then it transforms again. Yeah. 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 And do you think the colours here, like, in this part of Canada have, like, have any particular new colours come out of mm-hmm. this new part of the world? Definitely. I think since I've been living here, um, I always have loved brown, mm-hmm. but I think that there have been a lot more browns and darker tones coming in yeah. to what I want to dye. Um, yeah. And I've I've watched the seasons change more closely over the past year because I also did um, a seasonal yarn club inspired by what was going on here. And that's been really, really fun. So Mm -hmm. I'm always out walking and running and exploring, but I've made it a special focus to zone in on certain seasonal colors and watch the changes happen. And that's my favorite thing. That's so exciting. Yeah. Is that still something that's ongoing, the, the seasonal? I think I might carry on with it. I yeah. It was a Kickstarter reward. Of course. Mm-hmm. And um, I am just about to start on the last color, which will be autumn. But I think I could carry on because it's never ending, the yeah. inspiration that's out there. Yeah. And I'm always, always coming up with new ideas for that. So, yeah. Perfect. Yay! I know. Well, I'll keep this a little short because I know it's kind of just a little catch up and... Uh, but I've got to say, I'm very pleased that you're making colours again. Oh, thank you. I'm very pleased you came to visit me. It's been a lot of fun. Good. Yeah, and I wonder, just to remind people, because obviously I know we've done this before, but just to remind people if they want to find you online Mm. and elsewhere, where do they look? Um, I have a website that Mm -hmm. is slowly growing into a proper website. It's called Mm violaandthemoon.com. And on Instagram, I'm Viola Emily. Mm-hmm. And on Ravelry, I am Viola Viola. <laughs> there we Sorry, go. it's complicated. <laughs> I can't remember why Viola. I'm sure you told me before, but... Both of my grandmothers are called Viola. Such a pretty name. Yeah, such a beautiful yeah. name and pretty uncommon. Yeah. Yeah. And they were both spectacular knitters, as women of that generation tend mm-hmm. to be. So, yeah, they're an obvious inspiration. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for the little update there. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thanks so much to Emily for chatting to Lydia. It all sounds really exciting, the developments with her studio. Yeah, I hope we can do a POM road trip. Extra extra road trip again, you know. A little behind-the-scenes treat, maybe. For us and you, of course. Yeah, of course. (laughs) You know, we're dedicated to bringing you all the POM news. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yarn news. Well, um, that's about it for our little short rose bonus episode. Um, If you miss any of the details or you want more information, of course, you can head to the 
pom-pom website and there's a podcast uh, section there. And while you're on the website, don't forget to check out the party tickets and new gift sets. Um, and of course, head over to Instagram where we've got the giveaway happening for a couple of tickets to the party. So you can join us next week. Yeah, can't wait to see everyone there. It's, it's always good to have a pom party. Pom pom party is the best, definitely. Yeah, best um, way to wrap up the year. Exactly, wrap up with the presents. As yeah. Well. <laughs> so we'll be back at the uh, end of December. We'll have our last podcast of 2016, and uh, yeah, a little festive number. You, as you come to know and expect, mm. there'll be jingly bells in the background. <laughs> Maybe a festive song. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There we go. That was a test taster of how festive it's going to be. Um, well, yeah. Thank you, Amy, for being my guest host. Thank you for having me. And uh, yeah, thank you to Fiona and Emily, and thank you to you guys for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Goodbye. Comcast is produced by Lydia Gluck and Sophie Scott, with lots of help from Eli Block, who created the original music for this show. For more Eli-related music, go to goodgirlandbadtimes.com. Thanks as always to Megan Fernandez, co-creator and editor of Pom Pom Quarterly. Thanks also to the lovely Amy for being a wonderful guest host, and thank you too to Gail. Thanks to our interviewees Fiona Alice and Emily Foden, and of course a big thank you to all you Pom Pom Buyers subscribers and listeners. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and why not leave a review? Send any feedback or ideas to podcasts at pompommag.com and don't forget to keep in touch via the podcast group on the Pom Pom Ravelry Forum. <laughs>